I've never regretted any decision I've ever made because I've consciously made that decision and thought it through. I have a couple of rules. One, do the hardest things first. Two, if you don't know what to do, do nothing. We have a tendency as humans to jump on everything and say, oh, well, this is what I'm gonna do rather than just saying, let me stop and think. And then the other thing is learn to say no fast because you end up sucking everything in, taking on more than you can possibly handle and you can't succeed at anything. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tuning into the podcast a little bit early here. I just want to say thank you so much for those who just been rocking with me since day one. And shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I see you. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for hitting that play button. And listen, I have a very special guest for today's episode. Miss Lauren Ridinger herself is coming onto the podcast to share her expertise and how she's been able to grow her brand and her audience and build a phenomenal Rolodex of amazing relationships. People like Jamie Foxx, Lala right alicia keys fat joe and the list goes on and on and listen we talk about everything how she got started what her mentality was like you know her inspiration building relationships with so many amazing people uh psyche income is something that i learned as well and i can't wait to dive into this conversation with this beautiful woman beautiful soul a person that is now a a friend of mine and i'm super excited to share this moment with all of you so listen uh if you're enjoying this podcast at any moment in time it would mean the world to me if you actually leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as it would go a long way for the show, and it will allow me to continue to bring on special guests like Lauren and so many amazing people. So listen, I'm going to stop talking, and we're going to do what we do best here on this podcast, which is level up. So make sure you got a pen and a pad next to you and get ready to take some notes. Let's get it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. Yo, what's going on, ladies and Gs? Much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evans. And listen, I have a very special guest today. Uh, she is a fashion blogger, beauty and business expert, internet leader, and also a top trendsetter. So you don't want to miss this conversation. She is a senior executive vice president of internet retailing giants, marketamerica.com and shop.com. She's the creator of an award-winning and uber-luxurious cosmetic line, Motives, as she worked with many different celebrities, some of which you may have heard about or seen on your favorite Instagram channels, right? Like Lala, Fat Joe, Jamie Foxx, Alicia Keys, and so many others out there. And today she is here to share with us her trials and tribulations on how she leveled up in her career and her life. I have none other than my girl, Lauren Ridinger. How are you? Hi, Deontay. How are you? I'm so glad to be here with you. Absolutely. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And listen, I'm super excited about the conversation because I know uh, we were just talking that uh, we pretty much met through Clubhouse, right? And so- Isn't that amazing? I know, right? You got all these cool apps and meeting celebrities and people like yourself that's crushing it in the space of business. And I'm super excited, but I would love to get your take. Like, you know, how are uh, you feeling about Clubhouse? How is it treating you? Well, it's been really, everybody's been so kind to me and so nice. You know, it's funny. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I feel like you sometimes want to be a fly on the wall or kind of go ghost. Because <laughs> as soon as you join a room, everybody wants you to jump on. Uh, but, you know, for me, I really am there to learn, you know, and I, I love to learn. I, I still read every night. You know, I'm old fashioned that way. And and I love um, I love the whole concept. I love the audio concept, obviously, because like I get to connect with people like yourself who are incredibly special. So you, you can tell somebody's heart 
in their authenticity where, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, although those platforms have been wonderful for me and for us as, as people, as humans, right? They also present a world that may not be real for a lot of people. And so I think, you know, the, the connection, the voice connection is everything because when you think about it, isn't that what matters, right? You want to connect with people who are true and authentic and you can kind of cut through all the bullshit, right? Sorry right. if I curse, I forget I shouldn't supposed to. No, but, you're good, you're good. <laughs> you know, you wanna, you wanna kind of cut through all the nonsense, right? And get to the real person. And I think mm -hmm. you can do that with Clubhouse. I think it's cool. Absolutely, and I totally agree. Like I've been on that thing. I'm kind of like married to it. So, you know, luckily enough for me, I'm, I'm single, right? So <laughs> I can marry these these platforms and these programs. Yes, so yeah, I, I've been on there a lot and meeting people again, like yourself and so many amazing people. And I was actually in the room with you and uh, Jamie Foxx when oh, uh, you guys did you that are... room, right? I was so excited. I was like, yo, this is crazy, right? You get to really tap in. Oh my God, in. I would have pulled you up there if I'd noticed. You know, it's so funny when I asked, Jamie, I called Jamie the other day because you know we're really he's like a brother to me. Yeah. And has been for many, many years. And and uh, you know, he lives with me when he's in Miami. So we have this incredible relationship. And you can imagine what kind of dynamics that is because as soon as he comes home to Miami, it's like story after story after story. Right. But there's nothing like that. So when I, I said to him, babe, have you tried Clubhouse? He's like, No, everybody keeps sending me. And I was like, why don't you come on with me? And you can just, you know, share five or 10 minutes and that five or 10 minutes, as you know, turned into two and a half hours right. of storytelling by Jamie, which is an absolute treat for those who have never gotten to listen to him. But he's just one of those honest to God brothers who sits down with you and has a real conversation straight up and just incredible. And I think he really enjoyed it. Absolutely. I know everyone in the audience is going crazy. I knew I was, you know, watching his old shows like Jamie Foxx that is following his music career. And honestly, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When you said, uh, you know, you would have pulled me up. I was thinking about it, but I was like, no, nah, I want to be that fly on the wall. I just want to chill. You know, I didn't want to take up any room or space on the stage. And just I would have rather had you up there with us, to be honest with you, because I think you would have really, he would have really appreciated listening to you and talking to you. But I think, you know, he's one of those guys, DeAndre, who you just love from yeah. the moment, like, you know, as very few people, I have a lot of celebrity friends, you may or may not know that, you know, Jennifer Lopez, my best friend for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, Lala's my partner and one of my dearest friends for, you know, 15 years. But, you know, you have these people that come into your life and he's one of them that they just add to it. Yeah. They don't take away, they don't, you know, suck your energy. He gives you energy. And, you know, we need that in a world like today, especially when we're all suffering and, and you know, we're living in this pandemic that's kind of an unknown. Yeah. And he's just full of life. You know, he wrote me, he sent me a message the other day, just a voicemail. He's a big voice note person. <laughs> I've never used voice notes on phone before, but mm -hmm. he does. Mm -hmm. And he's always like, hey, and I, and I think it, it's just so personal. That's why I like Clubhouse too, right? Because he leaves, he says like, hey, I love you just thinking about you. We're going to get through this together. Mm -hmm. And you know, you got to just admire somebody who has that much love and concern for people. Absolutely. Beautiful soul. And uh, just like you yourself get him on here with you one day. Yeah. Let's let's don't, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's make it happen. We're but do that. yeah. So listen, I, I would love to dive more into obviously the story, right? So my audience can get a feel for you and other people across the world, because this is a large platform. We have a lot of people tuning in from the US, the UK, Australia, South Africa. So uh, for those that don't know of you, uh, what I like to do is like a call a, a flashback Friday, right? So let's let's talk about, you know, how you got started in the business industry. What was your life like as little Lauren growing up, you know, getting to this point here? 
Yeah, well, you know, little Lauren was little <laughs> Lauren, right? It's true. Um, you know, I met my husband when I was 18 at a, at a high school. You know, I didn't get, didn't have, my parents didn't have the money to send me to college. Uh, you know, my sister was able to go on a scholarship. I wasn't quite as bright as her. I was really, really smart, like IQ wise, but I just felt like I was a real people person. Mm-hmm. I needed to be in front of people. That was my goal. Um, you know, I, I, I met my husband. We had nothing, neither one of us. You know, our big date was Wendy's uh, on Wednesday for to enjoy but we believed in 1992 that uh, computers were going to be the new coming thing and people would actually shop online and in 1992 DeAndre I can't tell you how many people thought that that was preposterous you know to think that you would try on clothes uh online (laughs) and buy makeup online and buy your shoes and your pocketbooks and your suits and your socks online the thought of that or your books even was preposterous because people needed to touch and feel those things right you know you want to look fly so you want to try that suit on the last thing you're thinking about doing is is buying it online and uh and we both just had a different vision we both believed that they would that eventually that people would you know shift gears and out of brick and mortar and on to click and order and, and that is what happened in 1992, we, we formed that and in the beginning days were hell because you know, nobody wanted to sell us any products. You know, we are a lot like Amazon. We had a lot of our own products like cosmetics and vitamins and things. But we also today, of course, sell, you know, millions of other people's products as well. So back then getting anybody to give us a product to sell was nearly impossible, but today we're 6 million customers in and everybody wants us to sell their products. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Well, listen, I'm, I'm super excited to dive into all of this and unwrap it because I know a lot of people are curious on how you really got started and, uh, you know, getting those dot coms because I noticed shop.com and I was thinking to myself because I'm a little techie. I'm a little nerd. So yeah, I do web too. designs, right? <laughs> and so I'm like shop.com, like, wow, she had to be obviously one of the first to be in the game to grab that or she, she paid a high ticket for it. So I wanted to know what was that? What was that initial investment like for you, you know, grabbing those domains, getting into the space and starting your business for you? Was it competitive? We actually, or? We actually started in 92 with, with our, our parent company, which is Market America. Right. And we had that domain first. We didn't get shop.com till I think it was about 2000 and I want to say six or so. Mm-hmm. Not exactly sure of the date. I can't talk about the money that it cost to obtain it because it's under confidentiality, but it's not nearly what people think it is. I can tell you that uh, I was not buying it. Um, well, actually, I'll tell you the funny story. This is a true story. My husband and my brother were out in California mm-hmm. and uh, shop was um, shop.com was owned by, you know, many people and Warren Buffett, Bill Gates were all investors in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had that proprietary one cart technology. So we were buying that whole concept of the one cart technology and what they had already built. Um, and we were really impressed with it. And when my brother and my, who's the president of our company, my husband, who's the chief executive officer called mm-hmm. me and said, hey, what do you think about this? You know, I was on Zoom with them. They're like, should we do this? You know, should we get this? This is all the technology. I said, listen, I would buy it just for the name of shop.com. And, you know, nobody thought about that, but me back then, to be honest with you. And everybody was like, you're right. <laughs> and of course it ended up being amazing technology, amazing name shop.com, the best four letter domain on the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think it's, 
it's still just a, an incredible success story. And, and, you know, we both come from nothing, from very humble parents who, you know, worked. Unfortunately, I lost both of my parents. At it. My mom was, you know, 42 when she passed away. Um, and my dad was young too in his early 60s when he passed away. And I think, you know, I kind of grew up very fast, you know, wanting to take care of my brothers and my sister, wanting to make sure that my daughter had a better life. Um, not, not, not better than I had. I had a lot of love. You know, I, my mother always told me we were very rich in money. I mean, in love, but not money. And I knew that to be true because, you know, for the holidays, we couldn't get big gifts like other kids did. But my mom certainly made up for it with a lot of love. And my dad was the opposite, more hardcore, you know, yeah. not that loving dad, if you know what I'm saying, not that one who would grab you and say, honey, I love you. You could be anything you want. He wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. I don't blame him for it. I think um, our parents give us what they can, mm -hmm. you know, what they're capable of, what they've been given. And so I've always believed you can't hold people responsible but yourself, you know. And so he later, I remember, um, you know, our company had been growing and, and, you know, we grew pretty quick. But I remember I was on HSN for a couple of years before I actually found out I had a brain aneurysm, which was another story. And I was on HSN for a couple of years and, and had a very good run with it. And I remember my dad calling in as one of the guests you know, the, like the people that call into the show. And I remember hearing in his voice how proud of he was of me. And that was probably a really magical moment for me because until then I never really knew. And, and to be honest with you, you know, subconsciously, it maybe it bothered me and my, I didn't think about it a whole lot, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I guess at the end of the day, you know, when you don't get those type of accolades from the people you love, it does affect you. And so, um, you know, it ended up, everything happens for a reason, right? I'm grateful for the journey. It's been a journey filled with blood, sweat, and tears. It's been a journey that I wouldn't change one bit of. It's certainly um, not cut out for everybody. You know, I don't think success is for everybody because not everybody tries. It's really not that hard, right? It's just people don't show up. Right. <laughs> don't you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people don't show up. Uh, you give them a small project and they'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. And next thing you know, you know, they don't come through. I had my guy, uh, Tony Watley on not too long ago. He was telling the story of how he uh, set up a couple of interviews with people that really wanted to work out and uh, work with them on projects. And he said he set the time, you know, he set the dates and all of a sudden they didn't show up. They the ones that started and committed it, but they didn't show up. And he was like, that's, that's why a lot of people fail, you know, because they don't show up. And so I totally can relate to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my point. And it's kind of heartbreaking because you, you know, that people are capable of so much more, you know, that they can do so much more. Right. But I think what happens is they kind of get set in those ways of saying, well, you know, what difference does it make at this point? You know, I mean, you know, they want to change and then they come home, they get the remote control, they put on their favorite TV show. And instead of doing the things like you and I will do, I'll, I'll lock it down day and night to learn. <laughs> I'll lock it down. I'm not going. Last night I fell asleep. I I stayed off Clubhouse since Monday or Tuesday when I was on there with Jamie. And last night I went back on. I fell asleep with it. You know, I woke up before and it was still going. And, you know, I'll do whatever I can to learn from other people. I want to learn. I, I feel like if you know everything, then you definitely are lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know? I 
I love that perspective. And I would love to double down on that, just um, getting a little bit yeah. more, you know, in the back end, like, have you always been that, that young woman to be eager to learn, always put yourself out there, throw your hand up, if you will, like the person to get in, involved in projects, always speak first. Have you always been that, that confident, outspoken woman? Not afraid. Yeah, I'm definitely not been afraid. You know, I would say like, you know, in high school, I was probably more of the teacher's pet <laughs> rather than um, the one that, that, you know, would raise my hand as the smart girl. The thing I think my dad did for me, mm -hmm. that was the greatest gift anyone ever gave me is because I struggled, you know, I, I could, I had just natural smarts, but I wasn't the type of girl to sit in front of a book and study book smart study, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he made me take a photographic memory class and I swear I could pass DeAndre, I could read the paragraph in my mind and pass the test. Mm -hmm. And so it really helped me because it's helped me got through, it helped me get through school when I really would have had a hard time. But at the same token, I think that I was never afraid to be the girl who spoke up first. I always wanted people to hear what I had to say. I always had an opinion to the point where it'd be too much sometimes. <laughs> Um, but not in a bad way. You know, I think it's good to talk as long as you're kind, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, we've seen on Clubhouse, right? A lot of people, they just take it too far. You know, they have a room and all of a sudden they think they're the, like the king of this room and then it gets so ugly and like, right. yo, have you just tried to be nice today? You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that insight. You're absolutely right. I totally agree. And, and listen, I would love to really shift gears here because I know we can talk on and on. I can oh, tell forever. by the vibe so and the energy. You know, I'm, okay. I can go all day with this, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just to dive into, you know, a little bit more of the business, because I know you got the company Motives, right? Market America and things of that nature that's really growing and uh, really cultivating a, a huge community. Because to be honest, I checked a lot of YouTube videos. I stalked you a little bit, right? I Did a little that. research, right? And so I'm like, man, she really grew a large community. Like, how was that, how was that built and really uh, transpired for like, how, how did the stepping stones happen? You know, how did those relationships come about? And, you know, was there any challenges? And I know I threw a couple of questions at you, but was there any challenges in that and building that community? An incredible atmosphere. And I always say that community is everything to me, but, you know, I also call it this atmosphere that I've created where people like yourself are in my atmosphere. Like you want to have positive people in your circle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here if you weren't one of those people that people looked up to and enjoyed listening to. You know, you're just not going to do that. You, you're too busy. I'm too busy. So you, you end up collecting people, you know, and I think along the way, instead of collecting art, instead of collecting cars, although I've done that later in life, my favorite thing to collect is people. And, you know, you fall in love with the person and who they are and what they want to be. And I've met so many people along the way through the journey of, of marketamericanshop.com that, and motives, all the brands that I have in the business motives and fix, and those brands are all brands within my company that have done extraordinary well on their own. But, you know, shop.com has become a powerhouse. We're number 54 worldwide for internet shopping, doing a billion dollars a year. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. But this, this community that we built is, you know, community of entrepreneurs who were looking for a better way, a plan B. And, you know, got involved with our company and come, you know, twice a year in America to learn more about how to grow their internet business. And, you know, we'll be in there with 22 to 25,000 people on stage for four days, locked up in a room, going at it and having a one-on-one a -on -one conversation. For me, it's like talking to my family, right? Because you're connected with these people who are aspiring to be incredible entrepreneurs that have the potential, 
you know, to do things that other people never dreamed of doing, you know, and taking that step, which is fearful. As you know, DeAndre is an entrepreneur, you know, everybody's afraid at first, you know, it's like, whoa, but you know, I've kind of, my, my conversations with them are always, you know, of being afraid. It has no real factor in things because it's an, a worthless worry. And so building that over the last 20 years has been an extraordinary thing because you go from one to two people and to, you know, 6 million customers, 150,000 or more, you know, successful entrepreneurs that are independent entrepreneurs with our organization and, you know, worldwide. And that is something that, you know, occasionally I pinch myself for and say, wow. But every night when I go to bed for, I also remind myself the extraordinary responsibility of making sure that, you know, people are paid on time. People get right. their, you know, everything that they expect you deliver on because you've got a lot of people to look up to and are waiting for you. So it's an extraordinary responsibility. One, I'm grateful mm -hmm. and, and uh, that I've been given that extraordinary responsibility and grateful for the extraordinary team we have that, uh, you know, because it's. I always believe that it's people that make companies, not companies make people. And I think that, you know, we've done a really fine job of identifying who our customer is, what she wants, what she's looking to get, you know, who, how many dogs she has, how many kids she has, if any, you know, who her on DeAndre is, you know, that type of thing. And so we're really connected. And I think it takes a special person who wants to be able to connect with people like that. And that's what builds community. Let's face it. Yeah, I love that insight and detail. Absolutely. Because I know you mentioned uh, people connecting or people collector, right? And I know you dropped yeah. that in Clubhouse too. And I laughed when you guys came up with that on the spot. I thought it was awesome. And uh, yeah, you, you yeah, you really define that for sure. And I would love to know as well, because, you know, when you have, you know, these big, massive companies, right? And all these people that's working with you and for you, and you're trying to push the narrative a little bit further, like, was there any challenges, any setbacks or any hurdles that really, you know, made you stop and think like, man, okay, I need to take a chill pill, or I need to re repivot or something like that. Has anything popped up like that? Uh, in any uh, Yeah, you know, just say that there's not been challenges or obstacles. It's preposterous. I mean, every day there's challenges and, and, and obstacles. And I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I live by a few rules. You know, we're going to always have challenges. You have challenges. I have challenges. The two of us handle them differently than most of. You know, we eat challenges for breakfast. Give me my toughest challenges by the morning. So by lunchtime, I'm done. You're right. I can digest my food. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's an art to that. I do. I think there's an art to letting things bounce off you, to not letting things, you know, really get you down, to surrounding yourself with the right players. You know, I'm not that person who uh, pretends, you know, I'm a real in the moment person and I know who's on my team and who's not. Those who aren't on my team, I don't want them around me. We have struggled with you know, in the early days of, you know, not having the products, people wouldn't give us products to sell, you know, it'd be like they would give us a product and it wouldn't really work. So what was the point in selling it? Or, you know, to having setbacks with our own community where, you know, we couldn't do certain things they wanted because it would have hurt the company. Cause you know, I try to explain it to people when you have all of these people relying on you, it's an awesome responsibility. At the same time, you have an awesome responsibility to keep the company doing well Otherwise there's nothing to, to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. So the balance on that scale is very challenging and one that you know most people will never understand because you know, you're trying to juggle this 
amount of incredible people in this community with this company and keep them balanced so they can both stay equally important and one doesn't go off the Richter scale because as soon as that happens, you've lost control. And so, yeah, there's challenges. There's, you know, I get cut every day. You know, I'm, I've got bleeding, you know, but I stop it before it becomes massive. I stop it before it becomes a hemorrhage. You know, and I don't let it get me down. I don't dwell on things. You know, I think uh, some of my finest qualities are I don't dwell on things. I don't drag them out. But some people like, they can't wait to tell you how horrible the story is so they can talk about it a hundred times over. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Which is why you won't catch me remembering all of the hardships. Mm-hmm. What's Absolutely. the point? You're going to have them. If anyone ever said that success is a straight line, they lied. Mm-hmm. It's all jacked up, right? <laughs> It's all jacked up. It's the worst roller coaster you've ever been on, but the most rewarding at the end of that finish line. So I think for people to to think that, I think that's why people just don't do it because they're afraid of what they're going to encounter. When truthfully, if they understood how miserable staying in the comfort zone is, you're miserably comfortable. That's what happens when you stay in that little comfort zone of that box, when really, if you just took this far out of that box, your whole life would change. But most people are afraid to do that. So to think that there's not extraordinary obstacles and challenges every day is is far-fetched. You have them today, even as a billion dollar company, I have more of them. But I think that it's more about how I handle the problem, how quick I recover from it, um, how I do to to press on. I don't, one thing I've I've learned and it's unfair Fortunate and, fun- and unfortunate. I don't wait for other people to come in with all the solutions. You know, I put a lot of that on myself and then hope that other people will show up with some solutions and generally they will. And, um, and then you can come together and fix something really great. I do the hardest things first every day. You may have heard me say that. I do the hardest things first every day. Why? Because those are the things that are gonna make a difference for tomorrow. So it may be the toughest challenges. It might be that phone call you didn't want to pick up that you know that you need to do. Um, It's those things that most people avoid, DeAndre, think about it, that never get them to where they need to be. Those are my number one things first. So I structure my day, I always say, like this. So the, (laughs) uh, the toughest things are on top. And if I get those done, I got the whole day to myself. I can do whatever I want. But imagine... If you do all of the easy things first, and we do this incredible demonstration on stage where you know, we put in uh, two buckets, a bucket of sand and we fill it up with rocks and you start pouring in the water. Well, once you put the sand in first, which is all the little things that are not that meaningful, there's no room for the big things, the big rocks. But if you put the big rocks in first, you pour the sand in afterwards, you can still do all of your big dreams first and still have time to go out with your friends and still have time to go to the movies and still time to go on dates, you know? And I think it's a a mindset, you know, for me, it's never been about what am I going to miss out on? I'm not going to lie. You know, I can recall many a times that Mm -hmm. as I was on the journey and still I'm on the journey every day, but as I was growing through the journey to get to where I am today, you know, I, and get to go to different events. And I can think of the best like tickets for Oscar de La Hoya fights I didn't go to because there was something more important that I had to do for the business. And I don't ever regret that. I've never regretted any decision I've ever made because I've consciously made that decision and thought it through. I have a couple rules. One, do the hardest things first. Two, if you don't know what to do, do nothing. Don't act. 
we have a tendency as humans to jump on everything and say, oh, well, this is what I'm going to do rather than just saying, let me stop and think. Mm-hmm. Stop and think. And if you don't know what to do, there's nothing wrong with doing nothing, right. right? You don't have to react right now. And then the other thing is learn to say no fast. Because as you know, when you don't say no, you end up suck, sucking everything in, taking on more than you can possibly handle and you can't succeed at anything. So I'm really conscious of the people who I want to talk to and spend my time with because I don't want to interfere with what I have to do and all the other things that are so important in my life. And I feel like when people put those three things first and make it their mantra, almost their thing that they have to do every day, then they will succeed, mm-hmm. you know? Agreed. Agreed. 1000%. Listen, what, what I got from all of that was the fact that for one, you have a good heart, right? And secondly, you focus on what you can control versus what you can't control. So that's the, the complete breakdown. And I hope everyone that's listening in the audience right now took some copious notes because she gave a lot of key nuggets and a lot of value in there to help you elevate, not just in your career, but in your life. And I appreciate each and every single uh, detail that you provided. And and I know I don't have you long, to be honest, but I would love to ask you just a few more questions if it's okay. For you. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. And, and I really want to dive into uh, this this question that really came from an interview that I, I watched of you uh, probably a couple of years ago. And um, you were talking about how you're not really focused on physical uh, income, but instead you're focused on psyche income. And so if you yeah. can, can you just define what that is and what that means to you exactly? Yeah. So, you know, some people stay so focused, DeAndre, on the money. Mm-hmm. And I have found that, first of all, the more you think of the money, the more it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, the more you, uh, if that's your only goal, you'll get it, but then you won't know what to do with it. You know, you'll lose it, you'll mess it up, or it won't happen for you. For me, it's more about helping others to succeed while you're on your way to success. And when you do that, you'll automatically make money. And when that happens, you no longer have to work because I've gotten to that place in my life where I don't need to make any more money. I need more time, to be honest with you. For me, it's not about physical money in the bank. There's only so much that one person can have and I can take care of my children, my grandchildren for a lifetime and their children. However, I wanna help other people. I want other people to make it. I want other people to make money. I want other people to achieve their dreams. I want other people to see their potential. I want other people to understand that they can do the same thing I did. A girl who came from nothing, who had nothing, didn't get to go to college. The closest I've ever been to college is presenting and speaking at them. You know what I mean? And I do it quite often at like University of Miami, different colleges. And they always say, can't believe you've never been to college. I'm like, this is as close as I've ever been. But the truth of the matter is my psychic incomes come, comes from wanting other people to believe in their true potential. Because at some point, that's the real game changer, right? You want people to make it. Our world needs more entrepreneurs. Our world needs more people like you and me who want to make a difference, who want to impact people's future and their lives. And people should know that it's not as hard as they think. They just need to try. They need to do the things that you're willing to do. Like, you know, when you were writing me to get on this show today, you were persistent. I like that. I like somebody who doesn't. And by the way, I gave in to you pretty soon because I like you. But my point is you're persistent and you know what you want. You weren't going to let anything stop you. If I wrote you at midnight, finally answering you, you wrote me back at 1230. 
Yeah. You know, when you want something, you know what you want and you go after it. And I respect you for that. And I want other people to know that they can be you and me. I want other people to know that, you know, helping somebody achieve their success will automatically put you on the path to success. And, you know, we live in such a dog eat dog world where people are so used to in traditional corporate America, climbing the ladder and pulling other people down in order to take their place to achieve success, which is a horrible way to live life, if you ask me. Right. To, to compete against each other, to take their position when really you can create your own. How can you say no to that? Right. But people are afraid to believe in themselves. And I get it. We've all been taught as children, DeAndre. My, my dad used to tell me all the time, you're going to go and be a, a flight attendant for Eastern Airlines back then. You're going to be a flight attendant. You're going to work and you're going to get married and have a, a nice little house with a white picket fence. And that was what he wanted for me. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it wasn't, unfortunately, it wasn't what I wanted. And I think that most of us are controlled by what other people put in our minds. You know, we're brainwashed as we're children and it's not our parents' fault. So we can't blame them. They got it too, right? So you have to say to yourself, is this what I really want? And if it's not, then you got to step out and do something about it. You got to make a conscious decision that this is not me. This is not who I'm going to be. I'm better than this. I'm bigger than this. And I'm going to step out of myself and, and go for it because I had nothing. I had no money. We didn't have money. All we had was blood, sweat, and tears. And today people say to us all the time, oh, well, we want to pitch you this deal, pitch you that deal. Can we show you this investment? And you know what my answer is today? I only invest in myself. <laughs> I don't buy stocks. I don't buy other people's businesses, but I invest in myself because it's the one person I know will show up and I can count on. Does that make sense? Absolutely, 1000%. I know everyone in the background on their phone, probably in the kitchen cooking, walking their dog is like, yeah, go lower, absolutely, right? <laughs> right, so. That's and that's that psychic income. Yeah. Because you, you may have hit somebody in their heart and say, you know what, I can be that leader too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't want to be a boss. You don't want to be a boss, I want to lead. <laughs> Who wants to be a boss? and tell people what to do i hate yeah. when somebody's like oh you're a girl boss no baby i'm not i'm a leader <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. I, don't call me a boss i like to lead people i don't right. want to be anybody's boss i don't have time to figure out what people should be doing shouldn't be doing i just know what i gotta do like that i like that and i love that well i know the title of this podcast <laughs> knowing exactly. how to lead <laughs> exactly know how to lead yeah, absolutely. So given the fact that you, again, you created all these amazing companies, you, you grew a wonderful foundation for you, your family and everything. Like, I would love to know, because you said you don't really invest in other companies. And when people try to approach you and uh, you're like, oh, I invest in myself type of thing. So like, when did that financial literacy, I guess, kick in for you? Did it happen along the way as you started to build your brand and, and learning when, what deals not to invest in, what deals to invest in, when to invest in yourself type of thing? Uh, how did that transpire for you? I think it's a combination of a couple of things. It doesn't happen because remember, I'm not college savvy, right? right. So right. I didn't have that education that a lot of people have over me. What I did have is, you know, street smart. You know, <laughs> I had street smart. I, 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 I knew what it was like to be cut and gashing blood. I knew what it was like on what I needed to do to fix a problem and not have a team of people that I've can afford to pay like my team of people is my brothers and sisters that's how we grew the company in the beginning yeah 
you know, my, my, I always tell my husband, you got super lucky when you married me because you got three more of us, <laughs> you know, and it's true. But I think it's a combination to get you to that point. One is the people you associate with, right? So I have this really hard, fast rule. I'm not going to hang out with people who don't make me a better person. I'm not going to hang out with people who don't lift me up. I'm not going to hang out with people who think that what I'm trying to achieve is impossible. I only want to hang out with people like you who say you can do anything you want to get. You can have anything you want. You can go for anything you want and you're going to get it. You can achieve anything you put your mind to. I can't wait for you th this to happen, Lauren, because I already know that you put it into the universe. It's going to happen. Those are the people in my circle. And so I keep that circle really tight because if you let a little gap in, it affects your mind. It really affects your mind. And then you got to clean out your brain. And most people never get to that point where they clean it out. You know, it's, it's just really sad what happens to our subconscious from small. We already got to fix what's happened from young child. Yeah. Our subconscious has already been programmed. And it always reminds me of that incredible story I heard about the basketball players. You know, there was like, these NBA players, right? And they were practicing at the free throw line and, and they were missing the shot, missing the shot, missing the shot. And they brought somebody in and said, hey, we're going to split these teams up in three groups, right? The first group, you're going to practice every single day, seven days a week for three hours to shoot free throws. The second group, you're going to go home and do nothing but play. And the third group is going to go home and do nothing about visual, nothing but visualizing shooting that ball into that basket from, from the free throw line. Now, which group was the most successful after they brought them back out after eight weeks, put them on the court? Who, who hit the most free throws? It's that group that went home who visualized hitting it in the basket every single time. So your mind is the most important thing you have to protect, right? So I say the most important thing you can do is you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. So be careful who you choose. Anyone around you, they have to be absolutely lifting you up at all times, not carrying your banner for you. And I do the same for my friends. You know, once I'm here, I'm going to be like, oh, DeAndre's show. You got to be on his show. You got to be propelling people to that capacity to be in my circle, right? Yeah. And to grow. And then once you've put yourself in that inner circle of that trust and belief and people who believe in you, you all of a sudden have created more belief in yourself than you could possibly ever imagine. So when somebody presents you an offer of investment or says, hey, you know, Lauren, I think you should look at this. You can make 10 times your money or five times your money or four times your money. Can you take a look at this? And sometimes I don't even understand all the financial terms they're talking about because I didn't go to college. And I'm not going to even take the time to say, let me look that up. I don't understand it. I just tell them, you know what? You're talking way over my head. I, I I don't even get it. I don't even know what you're saying. All I know is what I know how to do. I know that I can count on one person to show up. I know that I can trust anything I do. I know that I could, but if I do what you're doing, I have to rely on you showing up. And I'm not there with you every day to make sure you get out of bed. I'm not there with you every day to make sure you show up for work. But I do know one thing, I'm here for me. And so when I'm not sure, there's been things that people come to me about and I would do them just because I think they're smart, but I don't generally don't invest in anything but myself. And I do that because I've built such an incredible confidence and belief in who I am that I know one thing, that's something I'm not gonna fail at. 
You know what I mean? It's something I'm not going to fail at. And, and the only person I can blame is me. See, too many people want to go around pointing the finger. It's his fault, her fault, mm-hmm. or, you know, their kid's fault. I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, my thing didn't work, it's my fault. It's my family's fault. It's my husband's fault. It's my brother's and sister's fault. But there's nobody else to blame but us. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I feel like when you have that type of belief in yourself, and that's the thing that as humans, we have to work on because, you know, DeAndre, I don't know your background, but here's the thing. We all had bumps, right? Growing up. Right. So, you know, we got to build ourselves back up. Not that we didn't have, I had a loving mother. I told you, I had a, a father who loved me, just didn't know how to show it. We have to build ourselves back up from the place that we were brought up to believe that we should be yeah. rather than the person we can be. And that's really important to really understand. It's never too late. You're never too old. Um, it's, it's, it's the timing is always right for, for you to make a big difference, to do something to change your life. People say like, well, you know, timing's everything and I can't do it. Bullshit. <laughs> timing is not everything. There's no perfect time. Tell me a perfect time to have children or, or be a mother or start a business. There is no perfect timing. And anyone who believes that it's nonsense, mm-hmm. it's either you're going to do it or you're not. You know that. Yeah. Yep. Right? Got to learn to take responsibility. I hope that answered your question because- yeah. I, I try, you know, to just be honest from the heart. You know, I just know what I know. Like, I'm not off. Somebody say, oh, what's the EBITDA and this and that on this one. And you're like, what? Yeah, and yeah. Of course, I know the answer to those things now. But now I almost make it a joke. Like, I don't know what that is. I don't yeah. even know. What, you know, you're talking to the wrong girl. I'm just straight up. You know, I was born in Queens. Yeah. I'm straight up, you know, from the streets. I did what I needed to do. I do what I need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. And so I respect people. I care about what's in here. Right. What's up here is not the most important thing to me. It's what's in here. Because mm. people don't care about how much you know. It's they care about how much you care. Right. Agree. Agree. See, I love everything about you, Laura. I just fell in love all over again. I knew I loved you from Clubhouse hearing you speak on stage and watching YouTube channels. But it's different to get the one-on-one interaction and just hear more about your story, how you grew up, how you transitioned, how you became this leader, right? Not a boss, but a leader, right? And how you really developed yourself. And I really appreciate you for just taking time out to, to be here with me, be here with my audience and, and spread your light. I, I appreciate you so much. And again, and I, I appreciate I, you so much. I think we should do a show on Clubhouse together coming up soon. Absolutely. I would, I would love start to. Start our yeah. own room. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down. I'm down. I can definitely uh, help coordinate and get the ball moving. But you know, out of love and respect, because I know you got a lot of other things going on. I know the phone was going off, business is happening all around you. So I would love to ask you one final question before we yes, depart honey. here. And uh, just know, you know, what's next for Miss Lauren? What are you looking to tackle wow. up here in the next uh, uh, upcoming months, year or so? Well, let's see, there's a lot of happening right now. And in about three weeks is our company's um, world conference, which happens, it's normally in person at the arena, at American Airlines Arena, which holds like 25,000 people, but we're going to be doing it by Zoom. I'll send you an invite so you can come join. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So that's happening. And it's, we've sold more tickets than ever because it's interesting, you know, during a pandemic, people really want something else to do. Everybody's been shaken up over 40 million people unemployment. It's scary out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always afraid or not afraid, but more embarrassed to say that we're actually thriving in this because people are looking for a better way. They're looking for a plan B. So, you know, shop.com does have that opportunity side where people can, you know, have their own internet business which is incredible. So that's coming up at the end of March, which I'm very excited about. After you today, I'm geared up to 
totally focus on writing my presentations and working on my, my mindset on what I'm going to be teaching because I don't have speech writers. I do it myself. But I think as a whole, over the next um, year or two years, you know, I, I have a lot of new products coming out really geared towards mental health, mind. Um, I think we need that, you know, more so than ever. Um, also, you know, doing more um, for my outside community. You know, I think that's really important because I think as a company, we do, we have our own community, which has been incredible and is the greatest gift that, you know, God's ever given us. But I think that our outside community needs us more than ever now, you know? And I think um, to work on an initiative that's been very important to me for a long time, and I'm kind of putting together how I will tackle that, which is, you know, children. You know, I worry about our future generations. I worry about the impression that, you know, social media can leave on them and the bullying that takes place and the, you know, the, the, the fact that they have to create this perfect world in their mind. You know, I want it to get easier for them, not harder. I worry a little bit, you know, because, you know, you see your own kids and they have anxiety and, you know, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses looking at somebody's picture of their boat in their house and and you're like that's so unimportant you don't want that to mess with their mind because those are the factors that maybe you and I didn't have that other people have today right like we know how to control them because we're adults but you know if if we had Instagram and Twitter and Facebook when we were nine ten years old oh my god we'd be a mess maybe who knows where we'd be right so making sure that our future generations are well-equipped and prepared and what role I can play in that, what responsibility I can take part of to help make that a better place for our children. And which I think are the most important things in the world and people in the world. And I, you know, I'm blessed and I'm grateful to have an incredible daughter and three gorgeous grandchildren who I love and worship. And I just wanted to be a better place for them. And I don't want, you know, it's hard enough. Like we grew up with parents and say like, hey, you know, life's hard. You better get used to, you know, hard life. But we don't really know how hard it is on top of that. And then dealing with peer pressure at school and then dealing with this whole social media world. It can be challenging, even though somebody like you and I can use it to our advantage for business. Children have a different obstacle, right? Right. And, um, and that's trying to overcome those challenges that they feel like they're up against and I don't want that on them you know and you know you can make try to say all the things in the world and it's still hard to make the right impression yeah I love that I want to do that. good more good absolutely well listen you're, you're a beautiful soul I appreciate you so much for coming I love on. you I love doing this with you we're absolutely. connected for life yes we locked in baby we locked in and so we listen loaded. I love <laughs> and we so, do this any other time you want yeah, absolutely. And so where can people like find you? Where can they stalk you? Is it Clubhouse? Oh, Is it Instagram? Where can they find you at? <laughs> Instagram at Lauren Reidinger, Facebook at Lauren Reidinger, Clubhouse. I think I'm at Lauren Reidinger or Lauren Reidinger one. I don't know why I couldn't get my regular name. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just always here. I'm, I'm, and by the way, I'm always here for you and, and happy to answer any of the things. We can do this again. We can do a Clubhouse together. <laughs> I think that you're great. You're awesome. And it comes through in your spirit and your soul. And uh, I'm going to be saying, yeah, you better get into Andrea Evans. (laughs) 
you know, no. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And listen, everyone that's tuning in, I want to take the moment to say I'm going to have all the information down below in the description. So don't worry. Uh, I'll make sure you be able to stalk her and tag her on our Instagrams and social media feeds. So don't sweat that. But listen, uh, again, Lauren, I appreciate you so much for coming on. And I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to do this. I know my audience appreciate it. And I would love to have you back again and, um, you know, do another round two, if you will. Let's do it. Let's do it, babe. All right. I'm awesome. here for it. Awesome. Awesome. I so, love you. You're the best. <laughs> you're amazing. You're amazing. So listen, appreciate you guys for tuning in. And until next time, much love, peace and blessings. And that's the show. Sweetie, you are the best. Likewise. I enjoyed it all so much and I would do it again with you anytime. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I would love to ask you a quick little Q&A. Question number one, you ready? Yes. All right, what's something people don't know about you? <laughs> I am, um, let me think. I'm a, I'm, I love to be at home. I'm not, I used to be a very, uh, had to be at every event, every party, but I actually like, be, I like being alone. I do. I like having alone time. I appreciate alone time. Um, I'm really simple. I'm a sweats and jeans girl, even though I can buy the best stuff in the world. Um, really easy, not complicated. And I, I have, um, I'm incredibly sensitive to people's situations. It breaks me down. Yeah, I love that insight. I love it. And second question, where is your dream vacation? Oof. If I tell you this, you're not going to believe it. It's right where I am right now. I'm actually at my home in Greenwich, Connecticut right now. Really? And I don't get to be in one place for a long time because I'm always on the road except for COVID. But I generally am in Miami this time of year. And I know that everybody's like, oh my God, I'd love to be in Miami. But for me, I like to be out in the country where it's quiet and take a mental break from the world and have some deep conversation with myself. And that's really important to me. So I like being in a place where I don't have the stress of what's happening outside. And this is kind of that vacation for me. I mean, you know, sure, there's places like Israel I'm dying to go to. And, you know, Russia, I'd love to stop in. And, you know, I love, I, but I've been all over, you know, I've been fortunate enough to travel all of Europe and, you know, Southeast Asia, which I love, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of a girl who likes to be at home and I don't get to be at home enough. And so I really do appreciate like a good vacation mm -hmm. where I can give myself some good time. Yeah, to relax and let your hair down, right? Just sip a little mimosa, get some wine or something, right? Yeah, babe, yeah. <laughs> love yeah. it, love it, love it. A All right, so- A couple of cards, a deck of cards and some poker. There we go, there we go. It's, it's a game night now, it's a game night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, final question. Who is someone you would love to work with? Wow, what a great question that is. <laughs> Who is somebody I'd love to work with? You know, it's funny because sometimes I've often thought like, who's the person I'd want to have dinner with dead or alive, things like that, you know? And I'm always like, you know, you come in and you're like, oh, well, I'd like to, you know, Jesus, Jackie Onassis, you come up with these things. But what I'd love to work with, I, I don't know. I'd love to definitely have a conversation with Oprah. I think she's a powerhouse. I, I look up to her. I love, you know, um, the meaning, uh, you know, Nelson Mandela would have been uh, somebody I would have loved to have collaborated with, you know? like everybody I imagine yeah. um you know it's funny be careful what you wish for it can happen True. you know when I was 26 years old I said to my husband one day I'm going to be best friends with Jennifer Lopez really? 
I don't know what made me say that, but you know, we've been best friends for 20 years. Wow. So, you know, you have to be careful what you wish for and also wish for a lot. You know, I don't know who I would like to work with. I'd like to work more with children. You know, that's my thing. I really wish I had more children. I had one daughter who's given me blessings of three other grandchildren. But if I had to, you know, the only thing I maybe regret in my life is not having more. Because, you know, I have so much more to give and a lot of love and I love children. And I, you know, God knows that God has blessed us in so many ways financially and with love that I could have shared so much more. Uh, so those are the type of things, but I don't really know exactly who I wish to work with. I'm working with you. That's my wish. I'm going to work with you. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you. Well, we're working together already. We already in motion, baby. So we, we moving now. We moving. A miracle in motion. <laughs> right, right. So again, I appreciate you for doing this. This means the world to me. And uh, you got my number. I got your number. I'll let us stay we're in gonna contact. We're going to be in and... contact. We'll do yeah. it again. Absolutely. And let's do a fun clubhouse together one night. Like you yeah. pop on, I'll pop on, and we'll just say, hey, let's get on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Oh, one last thing. This, these glasses right here are actually Jamie Foxx glasses, the Privé. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I got so. the Privé ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so nice on you. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Let me take a photo. Let me take a photo so I can show Jamie. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to send it to him right now. <laughs> You're amazing. You're amazing. So I love you. You're the best. Thank you so much. You are as well. And listen, thank you so much. Have a great thank rest of your day. Great rest of your weekend. Here. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, honey. Bye-bye. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tapping back into the podcast really quick. I just want to say thank you so much for those who just been rocking with me since day one. And shout out for those tuning in for the first time. Thank you so much for hitting that play button. I really appreciate you guys for giving me a chance. And I hope that I was able to bring enough value to you guys to make sure that you subscribe and opt in so you don't miss any other amazing interviews and special guests that I bring onto the show. And also, how awesome was Lauren? I mean, come on. She gave me not just 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but 50 minutes of her time to really dive into what she does and really deploying that value and that empathy and the love and passion for entrepreneurship and really want to see a lot of people win across the board. So her sharing her insight on how she's been able to manage multiple companies, grow her community, you know, her mindset, how she sees things, how she's conduct business and also identifying herself as a leader and not a boss. Right. So listen, if you love what Lauren was saying, if you appreciate the conversation that was had here again make sure you leave a five-star rating and review it'll go a long way for the show and also i want to do a quick thing here make sure you tap into lauren's social media as well you can find her on instagram at lauren Rodiger. also i have put that information down below on the description so you guys can click on it and it'll take you straight there so listen thank you so much for the love and support uh, i can't thank you guys enough you've been amazing you've been awesome so until next time much love peace and blessings